for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now how do we form our belief in Jesus? Is it based on our perception and logical understanding of Christ? Or is it solely based on believing what God has done for us through His Son? Some build their belief uh, based on their own reasons. They try to figure out the logics behind each fact and truth in order to believe. Some are very much receptive and believe almost everything they like to hear and listen to the degree of being gullible. Some believe by visually looking at the visual evidences in order to believe. And that is what the Jewish leaders were doing. They built their belief about their ideal Messiah and their own reasons and understanding apart from the scripture, seeking for their own visual evidence. That ultimately blinded their eyes while Jesus was continuously before them, proving that he is the Son of God. Well, same for Peter. His wrongful expectation and understanding made him run away when Jesus was taken away. And he denied Jesus three times when he was threatened. In light of this, I would like to invite all of us to meditate on this area and examine whether we too have a different foundation in believing Jesus. So why don't we take a look at today's passage in order to examine ourselves. Let's take a look. Matthew chapter 26 verses 57 through 68. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do you need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? So how do we form our belief in Jesus? 
and how does that lead us to frame our identity as Christ's disciples? Jesus specifically told his disciples uh, this principle that because a servant is not greater than his master, if Jesus experienced injustice while fulfilling God's will, then we too, as his disciple, will be hated and will face injustice in our life while fulfilling God's will. That becomes a central part in our belief in Christ because it allows us to shape our reasons to persevere because that's what Jesus did. He persevered through the pain of death. So as we see Jesus' conduct in front of the Jewish leaders, it allows us to see what allowed Jesus to withstand all injustices. As we can see from the passage, Jesus stays silent for the most part of the interrogation and the wrongful trial. On the other hand, Caiaphas, the teachers of the law and the, and the elders and the ones that they're speaking at court, they ask questions as verse 59 says, they were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. Their purpose is already set on the goal of eliminating Jesus. They just need a reason to prove that they are right. So what we can see is that they believe strongly altogether that Jesus must be put to death. The funny thing about this is that the scripture also testifies that the Son of Man should suffer and be put to death as well. Uh, what a coincidence. However, the basis for their belief is grounded on their self-interest that it is the best for their political stance because they believe they are doing this in order to save Israel from a possible destruction by the Romans. In John chapter 11, verse 48, it is recorded that if we let him go unlike this, everyone will believe him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. So their pursuit to eliminate Jesus is based on their fear of the Romans. It is political in nature and it is for their sake, not God's sake. It is unrelated to anything that God has revealed for, uh, through Scripture. It is of their present and imminent interest and political as well. Moreover, one of the witnesses that testifies against Jesus states that the same states the same thing in verse sixty-one. It reads, "This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days.' Now, talk, uh, talk about total misunderstanding. This is exactly what happens." Uh, when you have a wrong foundation of your belief, whatever you read from Scripture or whatever you hear and see through Jesus, you will not fully grasp the true meaning of it because you are blinded by your own presupposition, your own belief that is founded on your interest and self-concern. Moreover, the high priest publicly announced Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. In verse 63, he charges seizing, uh, Jesus saying, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Now, this was the most opportune time to publicly acknowledge the true Messiah. He even said this under oath by the living God. To that, we see Jesus respond in verse 64, saying, You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One, and coming on the clouds of heaven, what Jesus is saying to them is this, You stand there to judge me based on your standards and presuppositions, and you accuse me correctly, however, with the false motive to prove yourself right. However, I will be glorified and will sit at the right hand of God to judge you eternally. 
because I am the Son of God. It is saying for Peter, who appears here in the background of the trial, we all know that he is scared and is in disbelief that his master has been taken away. Maybe he is still having hopes that Jesus might fight his way out of this, probably using his special power. Maybe he is still expecting Jesus to come out as the powerful Messiah and bring all of those leaders under his feet. However, as he sees things turns out, we all know that he ultimately denies Jesus three times and run away. But why did that happen? As I said and explained, it is because Peter is believing Jesus on a wrong assumption and presupposition and misunderstanding. He misinterprets this incident. He can't see this in light of the scripture. Jesus clearly explained to him several times that this was going to be the way how he's going to die in order to fulfill God's will and save many. He even said that in John chapter 6 verse 39 that, and this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all those who has given me but raise them up at the last day. The true Messiah will not lose anyone who come to him and will also give them eternal life so that they will live to, 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 to defeat death just like Jesus defeated death by being raised from the dead, vindicated by God the Father in heaven. This is clearly not what Peter believes. And to our surprise, both the Jewish leaders and also the leader of the disciples, Peter, stand at the same position before Christ. They all have the wrong belief in Christ. Regardless of the degree, the bottom line is that they all are blinded by their set of beliefs. And sadly, this could be us as well. Regardless of the degree, if we too ground our belief of Christ on our own reasons and self-interest and purpose, or politics, then we too will be disappointed by the gospel. We will have a hard time trying to understand why Jesus had to die on the cross. So our faith and our belief must be based on what God has done for us through His Son. It is what God is doing and God will do according to the scripture. Our faith must be grounded on that because that is central also to our life as Christians, our identity as Christians. What did Christ do? He went through all injustices because he was there to fulfill God's will. And there we should find our identity. We too will face injustice, will be wrongfully accused, the world would hate us. But what did Christ do? He was there silent because he believed in God's will to be done. So for us, the same thing we should do as Christ. We stand there withstanding and persevering through injustice because we are Christians, Christ followers. We believe that God is the one who will work. So let us pray. Father Lord, I ask that you help us, give us the strength and give us the faith so that we could believe what you will do because you have done so already through your Son, saving us by grace. So we trust that you will work in order to save many through your Son. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul
CGM Worldo, SNAP Ping in Grosso, CGM.